what, what does it feel like to be an empty nester? I've been waiting 20 years to be an empty nester. <laughs> Enjoyed so much of parenting, but at the same time, really looked forward to our second child. So, has it been fun so far? It's been two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks of empty nesting? Like, we're just trying to, to figure, find our groove. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, there have been like a lot more titties out in the living room. A lot more titties. Which I know that was something you were really yeah. looking forward I'm very to. Concerned, yeah. Living about room, that. living room titties. Yes. It's a big deal. <laughs> this is Kink Quest, leveling up our kink achievements one dungeon at a time. We're your adventuring companions through the world of kink, Anna and Soren Sterling. Come check out the community and join the fun at www.kinkquest.org. Or, or .com. Or .com. We have whatever, .com. Whatever you prefer. We should record an episode now about getting the .com. We really should. Yeah, I think it's time. There's an origin story. There's a whole origin story. We had to wait until we got it yes. in order to tell the story. .com has been secured. <laughs> Discussion on this show may not be appropriate for younger listeners. If you're a young person looking for more information about kink or sexual health, please visit Scarletine at www.scarletine.com. This, this is, is episode 19. Episode 19, after another kind of long hiatus. We we went to Kinkfest. Mm -hmm. We enjoyed Kinkfest. We recorded an episode. We recorded hours of footage, which yeah. we thought was a great idea at the time until we got back and I realized that I had to take that hours of footage and try to turn it into a 20-minute podcast. Well, if you need help, let me know. <laughs> so that's, well, it's, it's not even the how do I... Compress oh, it. It's, just the, it's time. just the work. You have to listen to all of that if you want to not like ignore some good content. On triple speed. On triple speed. Yeah. This is episode 19, Cooperative Foreplay. Yeah. So we are back again, and hopefully more regularly now that we are empty nesters. Set up our podcast studio. Yeah, we spent all day yesterday getting our studio all set up and ready to record in. Uh, so our youngest has left the nest. Yes. Very, the coop. very peacefully and happily, uh, he has had me be a, a big part of his move and his settling in and is still super close to us. So it's a, just a really good kind of empty nest situation. You know, I can see where sometimes if there's conflict when your kid leaves mm -hmm. or, you know, because some, some of them, that's how they need to go. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had that we one, too. That. Yeah. We had that one, too. Um, but but it being so pleasant and nice has just made it so easy to kind of start uh, thinking of life in a new way yeah. and thinking about what we want to do now that we don't have to have the job of being parents a anymore. full-time parent. Yeah, those are just, like, relationships now that mm -hmm. just, they're just people that we enjoy in the world. Yeah. So after we got all of this space, we kind of started talking about what we wanted our life to look like. And there's been kind of some big housekeeping pieces that we realized that we wanted and needed to move. And there have been physical housekeeping pieces where like, you know, <laughs> we didn't lose a son, we gained two rooms. Right. <laughs> so trying to decide what we want to do with that space and how it figures into the life that we want to have. Mm -hmm. um, but also conversations about what we want more of. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we really came back to is that Soren really loves playing arrow games. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I love playing them too, but yeah. I feel like you were really missing it in our day-to-day -day life in oh, a way yeah. that I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Well, oftentimes for you specifically, there's the volume sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Where like if anybody in the house can hear us or yep. perceive that maybe we're up to something, yep. uh, then that is just a heartbreak situation. Yeah. So yep. there, there are a lot of 
new possibilities that open up. Yeah, because we couldn't we couldn't play arrow games in the living room, mm-hmm. right? And even if we did like sneak and play them and like hurry up and shut them off if like teenagers came into the room, still uh, there was like we couldn't like be sprawled out across the couch like half naked enjoying the games in the way that we like to enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, so then the other option is we could go play in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. So on a Saturday afternoon when our teenagers are in and out of the house and maybe looking for us or wanting us, we are just closeted in our bedroom all day. Hey, which... where are the cornflakes? <laughs> Not that we couldn't do that on some special day, but to to have that just be the norm just didn't feel right. Uh, so we just didn't, we just, you know, it would be like if they were gone for a weekend or something, we'd be like, hey, it's a good time. Let's like play some mm-hmm. games while we can. Or for our anniversary, I know that was something we often did. Yeah. Um, but by and large, we didn't get to do it as much as either one of us would have yeah. liked. And so that was kind of your ask as you wanted to play more arrow games. And I really want to do more with game development mm-hmm. in my life. So I am a... I I would call myself a competent coder, Mm -hmm. like not a great coder, but a competent coder when it comes to building uh, database stuff. I have Mm -hmm. sold them to clients for work built. On the business end. Yeah, pieces pieces of software that businesses can use in order to track the business that they do, Mm -hmm. which I like almost fell asleep just saying that. Mm -hmm. So what I always wanted from the time that I was a teenager was to develop games, and that's why I learned to program. And then it basically got immediately co-opted into a way to keep the lights on, and I never really got to spend the time I wanted building games and learning to build great games, right? And so uh, that's what I want more time and space for in my life. And so we decided that we are going to try to launch Kink Quest Studios Mm -hmm. and build the sexy games that we want to see in the world. And so uh, the front end, we're going to be talking about all of our favorite games and providing really kind of thorough and unique reviews from a couple perspective when we're talking about the games that we play and what we like about it and what we don't. Well, but you jumped the gun just a little bit because what we didn't share is that the plan is for us to start a new kind of secondary podcast. Yeah. Right? That is is, uh, part of the Kink Quest kind of uh, identity, uh, but just we decided to start a second podcast in order to talk about reviewing those games that we're planning to play more of, Mm -hmm. uh, and we're calling it Cooperative Foreplay. There we go. So... Uh, Cooperative Foreplay then will be a website with our reviews on it, as well as a podcast where every episode we will review one of our favorite games and talk about what we liked, talk about how hot it is, talk about how the gameplay is, and hopefully learn from those episodes and start building our own games before long here. All the ideas that we like and what we don't, and put together Mm -hmm. something that we feel like is unique. Yeah, absolutely. So we got a long history of playing games like this, or at least I'm going to say trying to play Mm -hmm. games like this. Yeah. Uh, Because from the time that we were really young, we were really big fans of porn, big fans of hentai. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, back, I always talk to people, people will say, oh, I love hentai. And I'm like, what are some episodes you like? What are some titles? What are series? Yeah, and if they don't have any titles, I'm like, oh, you're Pornhub only. Yeah, just clips. You just poor child. There's Three minutes at a time. so much good stuff out mm-hmm. there. 
Uh, so big fans of hentai and always were looking for the games that went with them. But mm-hmm. so I know back in like the gosh, they went back to like the nineties for Leisure Suit Larry, right? Yeah. Leisure Suit Larry, absolute like trash of games, but like that's what you had. They weren't really fun. They weren't <laughs> really sexy. They were kind of gross they in their really content. Anything. Yeah. Yep, there was also one that we found years ago, like I want to say this was like probably before the year 2000, Mm -hmm. that was like a, um, the whole game was just like this woman's body, Mm -hmm. like a disembodied like torso, and then the mouse was like a hand, Mm -hmm. and so you could click on the different parts and you were supposed to like try to make her come, Mm -hmm. and like you were supposed to like guess from her reaction, and I think there may have even been like a little heat meter or something, where like if you like click the nipples enough then she Mm -hmm. likes it, or you know, whatever. Yeah, I feel like it was not accurate at all. It was not, it was not great. Mm -hmm. I don't think there were a lot of women on the team that built that game. I don't know that there were a lot of people who had ever actually interacted with, with a woman. Oh, with a, a body mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. other than their own. Yeah. Uh, so that was not a fun game. No. Uh, and so basically I got sick of waiting and got access to RPG Maker. Again, this is like back like, it's like 2000. 2000 or so. Um, and built a game that I spent many, many hours on. We actually built it for a friend mm-hmm. that we were in kind of a, uh, call it a friends with benefits relationship mm-hmm. with. Uh, and I took all, we had at that point a, a world-class collection of mm-hmm. internet porn. Yeah. For like year 2000, like back was then, epic. there was we like had, a, We had literal gigabytes. <laughs> There was like a very, uh, it was difficult. It was difficult to find stuff that had quality back quality then. Quality was low still. And we had worked really hard to kind of get this this massive collection. Yeah. And I used it in the game. So it was an RPG Maker game, uh, which if you're not familiar with, it's just very, like it looks like a Super Nintendo game, mm-hmm. basically. Japanese role-playing game mm-hmm. style. And you would walk around and basically you could have sex with different people. Mm-hmm. And then there were little sprites in the game to represent the people, but then I had clips of video that went with it. So, like, I had, I know I remember one of my, like, big moments was that I had a woman, like, she's, like, swimming in a lake, and then mm-hmm. she, like, comes out, and, like, there's, like, sexy stuff that happens. Yeah. And I had that, you know, with, like, Part the, of the plot. She was, like, the lake spirit yeah. or whatever. It was almost like you're looking at the game that you're trying to write and look at the videos that you have access to and try to figure yes. out, okay, how do I make this line up? Yes, I yeah. had to build it around mm-hmm. my video clips. Uh, so that was really fun. Um, and there was a strip club bit, which mm-hmm. I was really proud of making the little 8-bit girl oh, go yeah. around the pole. Around the that pole. was a big moment yep. for me. Uh, and then I had, like, different, like, stripper-like videos. Mm-hmm. So it was a really fun thing that I built and spent a lot of time and energy on. And we played it, mm-hmm. but, like, it was one game yeah. that I built. And when we were done playing it, like, yeah. it was what it was. Yeah. Um, we discovered Cock Hero, mm-hmm. which is kind of a video game, but kind sort of not. Of, yeah. and there, I mean, there are video games that incorporate it. Yeah. What, so that's, what's the site for that? Uh, Milavena. Yeah. Which is... M-I-L-A. I think it's M-I-L-O. Let me, let me just yeah, look here. Yeah, that's right. 
Milovana, M-I-L-O-V-A-N-A, which is the website where Cock Hero was really born. Mm -hmm. And there's Um, still a ton of games there you can download. Yeah, there are games there uh, and just videos, just Cock Hero videos. So Cock Hero is basically, it's based on Guitar Hero. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that you are watching a porn video and music is playing and there's a rhythm that the video shows you that you were supposed to stroke your cock. I can't believe we've never reviewed this. I know. We've never, I mean, I think we may have mentioned it before, yeah. but we've never really talked about Cock Hero. Yeah, we which should is, definitely talk about it. You want to do a whole episode about Cock Hero? Sure. So Cock Hero is definitely part of our love language. Yes. But the idea, uh, in short, we'll keep it short for this episode, yes. uh, of Cock Hero is that they, they give you different patterns. So it might be like a two, two, three, mm-hmm. Uh, in time with the music and you're supposed to stroke your cock to that rhythm and not come until it tells you you can come yeah Uh, but of course this is something that we made for us anyway a lot more fun by playing it together Mm -hmm. and so it becomes a competition right one of my favorite games where i am stroking to the rhythm Mm -hmm. and soren has to not come and if i by stroking to the rhythm very talentedly can cause him to come while he's trying not to, mm-hmm. then I won the game. It's a strength of wills. It's, yeah, it's a battle of wills. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but but that experience mm-hmm. of, of playing that game in a way that... Oh, and then the video games, actually, that are attached to it... Mm-hmm. Um, Through Milavena. ...will cause you to basically... It's like an RPG. Mm-hmm. But then when you go into battle with the like evil usually yeah. they're evil women in the right. game and you go into battle with them and then it'll play one of those videos mm-hmm. and then the idea is if you're playing it by yourself you're supposed to put your controller down right. and do that yeah. uh, but when we play them together then obviously Soren holds the controller and plays the game and then I am that component of the like basically as soon as the, the video battle. starts yeah, yeah I'm the boss battle there we go. <laughs> I love it yeah. I love it so for so, us that was really a big kind of awakening moment to mm-hmm. realize this is something that like is okay to do by yourself mm-hmm. but is way more fun to do together as yeah. kind of a team effort. But of course in terms of gameplay there are the triple A titles that incorporate elements of sex. Yeah but it's more of a tease really like but Dragon really Age, does. Mass Effect, Witcher. Yeah, the, the Sorceress got pretty saucy in Dragon Age. Mm. The Black Wizard Sorcerer. Really? That- Saucy how? She was just like very sexy, and I think you could have sex with her and impregnate her. Morrigan? Yeah. And, sure. And then there was like this whole like dark... Aaron soon. Yeah, but like yeah. you didn't really... I mean, there wasn't no. really anything ever no, pornographic no. Well, at all. in Witcher, there was... I, I'm not going to say a ton of nudity, but there was nudity there's in Witcher nudity. 2, Witcher 3. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. nudity, and yeah. like they're like, oh, they're having sex, yeah. and, but like it's like, you it's know... It's not like explicit. Yeah, it just feel like... It was never like... That was never the point. Like mm-hmm. you, oh, if no. you were in Witcher for the mm-hmm. sex, you were disappointed yeah. because that there wasn't enough of that to be like through the game a point to the yeah. game. But it was present. It was there. Yeah. It was there, and we liked that it was mm-hmm. there. Uh, I know that there were Japanese games that we were aware of. There's uh, Wordsworth, and there was one that was called like Rance or Night Rance. Yeah. Um, and, and many times those are only in Japanese. Yeah. They were made in Japanese. I like. I would always, every so often over the years, hear like rumor of like a fan translation, but I was never able to actually make that happen. We were never actually able to play. At some point in in our game reviewing, mm-hmm. we should go back and see if we can track any of those down, even if they like are I so we, outdated. I thought we found one. 
one of the Rants games mm-hmm. and Rants games. Rants. And I think it was not great. Even so, it might be worth doing just for the yeah. for the lulls, you know? Uh, but then eventually we encountered the when basically Steam opened up to allow, like, I'm going to say some adult content, because right. again, there's a weird... Uh, Middle area. Yeah, it's like they. there are certain games it seems like, no, not that one. Like, that's a bad penis. Mm-hmm. But this one over here is a fine penis. Right. Like, I don't really it's like, know. It's like X, Twitter. <laughs> I don't know how they make their decisions. But uh, when they opened the doors and started having, like, some Arrow games on Steam, uh, then we started to encounter a lot of the, really, the first mm-hmm. real Arrow games that we got to play. Yeah. Uh, so there was one that was called Last Evil that's mm-hmm. like Slay the Spire kind of card game, yeah. but like you use sex and there's sex in the animations. Right. That one was a lot of fun. Yeah. You're like a succubus in that one, mm-hmm. right? Like trying yeah. to beat like the, the, the king devil. devil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Third Crisis, which uh, we're going to be talking about. Yep. We'll probably actually review all of these games that we're discussing right now because we're talking about the ones that were like our kind of first mm-hmm. foundational arrow games. Eventicle yeah. um, is another one which like has problematic elements, but like there are a lot of things that are really great about yeah, that game. Like classic JRPG. Yeah, yeah, but with well, well done, really well done sex mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. So uh, then we finally started kind of playing those, and that was what really kind of launched our, our love for these kind of games. Mm-hmm. Also, um, we were big fans of modding Skyrim, mm-hmm. and it is part of our Christmas. It's our holiday excursion. It's our holiday. Uh, well, and this is partly because Soren is so hard to give gifts to. Mm-hmm. I can't buy a thing in the world that Soren would want me to buy mm-hmm. for him. Uh, and he always says, oh, like, I'll take sex for my gifts. But, like, he, he can have that anyway. So mm. that doesn't ever feel like enough for me. So what I started taking to doing is building out these enormous kind of mod packs mm. for Skyrim where I would mod the game in a bunch of different ways, usually sexy ways, uh, and kind of turn it into what was essentially an arrow game. So our last... Uh, I don't know if we'll build a new one this Christmas or if we'll keep playing with the one I built last mm-hmm. time and maybe just tweak it. There's like sex mechanic mm-hmm. where you could you could do that like instead of battle You're, or something. Yeah, you were a succubus, succubus and or you an could incubus. Basically sex people to death. Yeah. Or you could so you could like sex enemies to death. Mm-hmm. You could sex like NPCs, like if you didn't have the quest item, mm-hmm. then you could basically ask them if they wanted to have sex instead, instead. and then yeah. play out a sex scene yeah. and uh, so that was really fun. There was a lot of neat stuff in that. And you were a, you were a succubus, like, demon. So oh, there yeah. was, like, a whole vampire mechanic to yeah. it. It was very cool. Yeah. Uh, so that was another kind of big, important Arrow game mm-hmm. moment for us. So it's played a big role in our kind of personal lives. I mean, we love video games. Mm-hmm. We love porn. We love sex. Mm-hmm. So Arrow games is just... You know, I feel like I can't really handle watching porn for like I don't want to go watch porn for three hours Mm -hmm. to me it's like porn is kind of a means to an end Mm -hmm. and after a certain period of time it just gets like less entertaining Mm -hmm. for me almost like the uh, vibration like when vibration is just too much yes Mm -hmm. yes exactly and so for me it's like porn is short term Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that's been one of the things about arrow games it's been worked so well for us is that you can really play those for hours at a time because you're kind of diving in and out of the like explicit sexuality mm-hmm. of it yeah so, so that, the current quest that we're taking on mm-hmm. is that we're launching cooperative foreplay mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. to share our 
exploration journey and thoughts through playing arrow games as a two-player game. Yep. So it's not instead of King Quest, and we're still planning to make King Quest episodes. We have more space. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that the King Quest episodes then are about the steps that we make forward in our kink life and the new things we try and the things that we do. Uh, which, again, kink is something that we're hoping to bring more of into our lives now that we're finally empty nesters. Mm-hmm. Whereas cooperative foreplay, then, each of those episodes will be very distinct and explicitly about one particular age game or arrow game that we've played and what we thought of it and what you might think of it. There it is. Uh, and then, of course, we want to learn to build games together. So part of each episode, we're going to be kind of reflecting on what elements of that game did we really enjoy and which elements did we not that we would not want to embody yeah what do we want to not do in our games Mm -hmm. that we build so we're going to be working on kind of doing some baby steps of learning to develop games together Mm because i know a bit about game development and Soren knows a lot about games and what he likes and what he wants to see. Storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I think even maybe kind of incorporating some DS into that part of it mm-hmm. where, you know, you tell me to make it work the way that you want it to work and mm-hmm. then it's my kind of subby job to go and make it so. See, and one of our benefits would be if we finish the game, then we could set up the love ends interactions as well. That would be fun. I didn't even think of that. Or develop our own. Well, I mean, you could use buttplug.io to do whatever you want. There we go. You absolutely could. But, I mean, that's, let's, like, let's steps. crawl before we walk, before we run, before we fly. Yeah, about <laughs> it. Uh, but, so that's that's the goal, and that's the dream. And uh, the site, I'm still building it out right now as we record this. But the goal is for that, the, the cooperative foreplay site to have... Uh, the ability to kind of search as we continue to build these episodes out. You can kind of see all the different games we've reviewed, see what they're about, see how we reviewed them, search by different kinks that may or may not be present in those games, and then be able to write your own reviews as you go in and play those. I think the idea of kind of having this like Rotten Tomatoes kind of user review uh, component could be really neat mm-hmm. if we can get other gamers to interact with it. Yeah, specifically for arrow games. Yeah. So that, you know, it's all good and fine to see what we think and what, what, how, what we liked, but you can also see kind of what other people liked as well. Uh, and a side note, kind of as we get to the end of this podcast, is when we're talking about developing games and building games, is that the King Quest site and the King Quest game definitely needs some love. Mm-hmm. So well, it was never finished. It, we never finished it, mm-hmm. and so I think that could be a goal, is finishing it, because I think whatever we do is still going to have those little pieces of story and mm-hmm. the little pieces of art involved. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's kind of a short-term goal for us to set for ourselves, to finish mm-hmm. the shit that we started, mm-hmm. and then try to figure out, I feel like like it's so close. I, I have some ideas. Do you? Yes. Okay, well then keep an eye out for that and maybe if we make some big changes, maybe we'll make an episode about that. All right. So do okay. we do it? I think that's it. So you can find us at www.kinkquest.org or .com. Whichever you prefer. The .com story episode coming soon. If you want to jump into the Discord and have a chat, feel free to drop drop into kinkquest.com forward slash discord. Discord or kinkquest.org forward slash discord. I'll set, I'll set both of them up yeah. just because 
as we get the the new the new address sorted mm-hmm. like we want to make it easy if you want to jump into our new podcast feel free to go to cooperativeforeplay.com yep you'll be able to see the site and see the podcast and all of that we'll see you on the next level see you on the next level so what levels did we gain i mean we got this is almost meta Right. <laughs> it, is. it is kind of that. We, we gained... Um, we have our, our first uh, cooperative foreplay podcast in the bank. Yeah, so we got a podcast podcaster level by go. starting another podcast while neglecting our first podcast. But still showing back up to talk about it. It's true, we're here today. We have a, a great idea in my head. That's a, that's a big level. So a big idea level yes. that you have yet to share with me? It's secret. A big secret idea level. Oh, apparently there are two. I guess there are two big secret levels. There actually are two, yeah. Are there two big secrets? Yes. Oh, well, I guess the powers that be knew that when I didn't. Stay tuned. All right. I feel like I had another level in my head. I think it was uh, titties out level. Titties in the living room level. I was going to say empty nest level, but titties in the living room is better level than that. Yeah. Yeah. See you on the next level. See you on the next level.